0: Hey everybody, we're back. Uh, This is the You Are Not an Artist podcast and I have an exciting episode today. It's actually gonna be very busy these next few days, dropping some episodes. We gotta catch up on the book club. We have this amazing interview that you're about to listen to with Shady Watson. Uh, She is in charge of the Cultural Arts uh, District Office here in San Angelo. She works at the San Angelo Fine Art Museum. She also uh, curates and hangs Um, a lot of the shows that are going on this year and she has an incredible story to tell because she's also an artist and she's a very good artist. Uh, I loved catching up with her because we've talked before in the past but I really didn't get a chance to get to know her and all the stuff that she does not only for the art community but also as an artist. So this was a great interview just to kind of get to know her and we're going to be seeing more of Shady in the future, um, I'll drop those details after the podcast is over, and everybody's had a chance to listen to it. We've got some things in the works that we're going to uh, partner with with shady uh, and uh, and yeah, so this is really exciting. We got another uh, interview that I'm going to uh, drop here in a few days, but uh, yeah, this is Shady Watson, and enjoy the interview
1: i can I told you a little bit about uh, me living across the street from the museum yeah but i'll I'll touch on that again yeah, so. Yeah. It, I moved to San Angelo when I was 19. I uh, had to get out, I was from Ballinger. Had to get out of town. Did you not, you didn't know that, I'm from Ballinger. I, I didn't so know that. I, didn't know I that. lived in Ballinger um, for, from middle school to high school, graduated in Ballinger. And then I had to get out of, San, you know, Ballinger, so San Angelo was the closest. Big You know, try. Yeah,
0: yeah. And
1: uh, so I would drive back and forth every day, find a job, and then ended up moving here. And so I was 19, 20, I lived in some apartments across from the museum, down Bird Street, like, kind of, they weren't the best apartments, but I was, I was making it, you know, at 19 and 20, and every day I would go to work, and I worked at Sears at the time, and every day I would see the museum at that stop sign, and stop there, and I'd be like, man, I would love to work there. This was the,
0: when the new one was built already. It had already been built. Nice.
1: So the art museum went up in the 90s. Okay. I think late 90s, 97, 98, if Let's I'm see. correct. And that was right after I'd graduated high school. Wow. So it was brand new. Oh. But I still, even though I saw it every day, never went in there. But I had always had a passion for art. Either you, you know, you do or you don't. And every day I saw it and I thought, oh, man, it would be amazing to work there you know, uh, jet forward a little bit, and then I'm in college for art. I had already changed my major twice, so I was going to school for um, early education, you know, elementary school education, decided that might not be the best fit for me. Once I was a junior, okay, at our, I was so close, <laughs> and then decided to flip to something I really just wanted, which was art, you know? And so then I was going to school for graphic design, which is what I do now. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where you make your money, you know. Yeah. And I had graduated and I still had that passion to work in the art museum. So um, just as a chance, I asked some of the professors who I would talk to and they suggested I talk to the director of the art museum just to do a, you know, right. an internship, a non-credit internship. So I got it. I ended up after I graduated college I worked at the art museum for six months I was 26 I believe 25 26 and just to get in there and I worked with the collection manager then and her name was Karen Zimmerlee I don't know if you mm. knew Karen so I worked with her and then you know thinking I had all the knowledge in the world <laughs> I moved we moved I moved to Dallas and um I thought oh I can get on at the DMA just as another intern or something but you know they wouldn't touch me so that kind of busted but I did do some volunteer work with a um, art organization there in Dallas the oh, I forget what it was called but I just basically did a lot of grunt work just to make connections mm-hmm. and even then it still didn't go very far and then I was uh, married by then I was married to my husband. And so we were both living in Dallas and we had our daughter, but we didn't want to raise her in Dallas because the crime and the schools, we couldn't afford private schools. So we thought we'll just move back home. Sure. And he already had a job lined up. I did not. So I thought, well, where would I like to work? Well, I would love to work at the chicken farm because I didn't think I had a shot at even getting back in the art museum. So I didn't even try. So I wrote Roger Allen a letter snail mail letter and asked him if he had anything available and he said when you get back to San Angelo come see me. I walked in the door and he said when can you start? And that was it. Wow. He But he was so generous and yeah. uh, open to everyone and so I worked at the chicken farm for two years. I didn't do anything too crazy like the design work. I just did blackening the back of the pots and glazing. But it was enough for me to get you know um, a feel for what ceramics was right and handling it and just learning about unloading the kilns and and all that and so that was two years and then while i was there i was pregnant with my second daughter and um howard came to the chicken farm who's the director who was the director of the art museum and was needing help in the galleries and by that time, Karen Zimmerly, who was the collections manager, was leaving. And she had known I was back in town. And she knew I was responsible when I was, had been interning with her. She knew I was responsible holding the artwork, hanging the artwork, just organizing with her. And she suggested that, I, that Howard come talk to me wow. at the chicken farm. And it was just like the, all these events that kind of line up um, in kind of a perfect moment. And so um, I ended up working at both places for a little while. I was I was eight months pregnant, and I was doing both. I was on the potter's wheel. I've got great photos of me on the potter's wheel, eight months pregnant, like working, and then wow. also hanging and painting pedestals and doing all that at the art museum at the same time. And then once my, my daughter was here, um, I was ready to do both again, but the funding at the chicken farm wasn't... The greatest, so um, it was a great time for me to break off from the chicken farm. Sure. Even though I loved the chicken farm, um, it, it was just the best case scenario for me to just be at the art museum. Right. So that's what I did. I started out uh, back at the art museum, only working about every two to three months doing installations. But you know, once you're somewhere, your bosses start to see your potential and that yeah. you're responsible. And they started loading more job opportunities on me, so.
0: So you you do the graphic design currently at the museum, you do the installations at the museum. Yes,
1: the and I've officially have the preparator title now, so that's part of that. Oh, that's good. Yeah. That's good on the resume. Yes. Yeah,
0: and then you also are in charge of the coop and gallery verde, right? Yes, so routine.
1: that's that's part of the cultural district okay. manager manager, but I also say that that's the Oak Street. You know, management. So I manage now all those buildings. So from the gas station to the coupe to Studio Rio, um, and now we have Costa Uno and Gallery Verde. So I have my fingers in all of that, that entire block.
0: Wow. Wow. Well, I think I really want to talk about those specifically here in a minute. Okay. But, uh, and then you also have the uh, manager of the cultural arts District, district. Yes. That's fascinating. Like, can you, I'm, still a little curious as to how I kind of know how it came together but now I'm kind of curious as to where it's going. Like, sure. so What are some things that are happening with that and what is it?
1: And it's, you know, the cultural district, it's taking us a little longer than we would have liked for it to grow. So it's 200 acres on the south side of the river. It starts at Oak Street Bridge, goes down to the fort, which is uh, Washington Drive, oh, wow. cuts up to Bryant and back to the river. Wow. So it includes, you know, some major thoroughways as well as residential areas, and so the, the you know the main uh, businesses are the fort, the art museum, the railway museum. We have art and uncommon places is there, mm-hmm. um, and then the historic district which has got Michelle Cuevas's art gallery, right. Ryan, uh, Ryan, I never say his Ugly-ish. name. ugly Okay, great. Thank you. You're welcome. And then Ashley. You're welcome, Ryan. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Ashley Prowse's pop of art. Um, pop of color. Pop of color. Yes, you're right. And then now there's the tattoo. Um, That's right. Yeah. Garrett Potts' tattoo mm-hmm. shop is there. And so it's, it's. It's great what we have, but we we want to bring in more arts, more culture, more artisans, more food, um, just more of everything to make it really stand out. Mm-hmm. It, it's the biggest cultural district in Texas. Wow! And uh, we just want to make it better. Yeah. We also now have Raúl Ruiz. Ruiz is across the street That's from right. my office. Um, and I would love for more artists to be over there.
0: Like where he is on that block? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, it really, honestly, everywhere. But that block? Yeah. That would be amazing.
0: It's really cool. The parking's great on it. It's a walkable. Yeah. You know, there's galleries on both sides of the street.
1: And wouldn't that be just great? And so it would be great. <clears throat> we're getting there. We'd like to have a food truck at the gas station. Yeah. That's something the new director really wants to push for. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the museum has that building on the corner across from our parking lot. The museum owns that. And eventually it will be art classes uh, right there on the corner. It used to be um, all about like signs or something. So it was like a like a storage. It's directly across from our parking lot. Oh, okay. Across Oak Street. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah it it kind of is lost. It's kind of a neutral color and you just kind of make the bend there and you yeah, yeah. don't I've even been realize. I've before, yes. So that, the art museum owns that building. Right. We got that in 2020. Okay. But it's kind of been sitting there and we're waiting to do more. But all it takes funding and grants and, you yeah. know, donations to get there. But that's currently where we are. We're just, we're building.
0: Right. Good. Yeah. Um. Just to kind of segue a little bit into that, we're talking about that street already. You you manage the coop and all the other buildings and in, in that on that street. Could you talk about each building real quick, just so sure. people understand what's there, what's available, how it's used? Yeah, absolutely. That, yeah.
1: So um, the first building is the gas station. We just call it the gas station, and that is where we want the food truck to be. Right. We've had a food truck there. We had Helen and Craig Keith's. Uh, food truck there before they grew out, kind of outgrew that space and now they're in the library. So there will be a food truck there eventually. The Coop Gallery is a public gallery Mm -hmm. and anyone and everyone can rent that space. Um, As long as you're an artist and you're putting on an art show or something and that means um, you absolutely can rent that space.
0: How much is it per day?
1: So it's $50 a day during the week and $75 a day on a weekend. Um, now, if you're piggybacking on one of the art museum events, like a downtown stroll or an art opening, it's $75 for that night.
0: Got it.
1: But I have people that rent it for just one day, for one-day shows, and that's 50 bucks. you know. Um, it's a great way to start out as an artist, just to get exposure and to show people, look what I can do. and yeah. You know, it doesn't even have to be a solo show. You can split it with a friend that's also an artist. Mm -hmm. and I've had that happen, too. And then that makes it really cost-effective. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then you have Studio Real, which Mm -hmm. is where the Cultural District office is. That's where my office is. Um, So I have my offices there, but then adjoining that wall is a big open space for classes and that's where we have workshops or um sometimes in the summer we do the art camps or in there and just Mm -hmm. i've had silver inlay classes painting workshops um eventually we're hoping to do some clay in there maybe um really you know the ceiling like whatever you can think of sure uh so that is studio rio um our newest right next door right next door to that is called casa uno and it's an artist in residence ah yes and so that is a program we're still working on but um we're going to be putting out applications for that hopefully next year so it'll be ceramics it'll be painting it'll be you know whoever wants to apply really and uh, we will kind of uh control that uh programming so certain times of the year may be painting certain times of the year will be ceramics but yeah that's that's new that's That's something new Mm -hmm. that's
0: really exciting
1: yeah, and it's called Casa Uno. We have an Instagram page too, so the Casa Uno does. Yes, yeah, so got photos and
0: everything of it.
1: Um, we only have one post because we're building a following, sure. but but eventually, when the artist in residence is there, we're going to turn the Instagram over to them to you know show us what they're doing. Wow, won't that be neat?
0: That's going to be great. Yeah, yeah.
1: So uh, we're that's Casa Uno, and then right next door to that is Gallery Verde. Gallery Verde is also a public gallery, but it's more controlled. Um, you have to ha- be at uh, certain standards as an artist. Um, more professional, been around a while. You know, you have a portfolio, um, uh, there's a level to being able to use that gallery. Oh, got it. Yeah. And that one is on a commission based. So oh, the museum gets a percentage of your sales. Wow. And, and that one's how that one runs. Oh,
0: wow. I didn't know but that. But that
1: one's still open also to the public to apply for. Sure. But if if we feel like, oh, maybe a better fit would be the Coop and it's open, you can still have a show. It just might not be in Veridate. It could Got be it. in the Coop. So it. that's Oak Street.
0: Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh and right now the museum's kind of going through a little bit of renovation so they're using pretty much all the other resources they have to to show work like right the the Fort uh quartermaster building which you have a show you just hung at yes yeah that just opened that just opened how was the relief of finally being done with oh it was
1: was so nice like hanging that last (laughs) piece um I know I didn't go to the opening just because I'd already seen and touched it all. And I I bet. Was, you were like, "I've like, seen every I'm burning, intimately." <laughs> yeah, I've, <laughs> I've seen the back, the front, and all around. So, but um, yeah, I heard the opening was really great. Sometimes I go, but you know, by that time I'm usually like, "Okay, I'm good." <laughs> yeah. But yeah, um, so Oak Street right now we kind of have on hold because the roof is going to be getting fixed this year and so we need the extra space right unfortunately but you know you can still call a request or you know we can start maybe picking out some dates for 2024 you never know
0: sure
1: so it, it doesn't hurt to go ahead and start thinking about yeah. the future yeah, those,
0: some of those get booked up really quickly
1: Yes. Um, we use them a lot for schools. So Angelo State University and the public school systems can use the galleries, use the coop gallery, I should say, for free. We offer that to student shows for free. Wow. So, Yeah. And we've had so many student shows. I went
0: to a show for Central High, I think it was last year. And uh, boy, was it good!
1: Yes, it was really. There's good. so many great young, blooming potential artists in this town. Um, even the Angelo State Fine Arts Club—that's yes. one of my favorite. Yeah, they're great too. Yes, and I try to be very encouraging. And oh, that's when I usually buy some really good yeah, pieces too. If if they're willing, it's as a student, it's hard to let go some of your works. Yeah. But uh, man, there's some really great artists in town.
0: Yeah, we bought. We went to the ASU one last year as well. Uh, and we uh, Shelby bought uh, a cat painting, and it was like it was it was drawn, um, but it was framed up, and it was like the whole thing was cats. It was yes. like it, cats, 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 cats everywhere. And so we had to. It was, great. I'll like, say that's what our house feels like. So we're gonna buy this. <laughs> we're gonna buy that's this. Funny,
1: cat artwork is like a hot item. It is. <laughs> it's it's been very that funny. yeah.
0: It's it's yeah. That whole thing is definitely taken off, which is great. Um speaking of which, you also are an artist. You yeah, you like... you do graphic design for work work. Right. But you also uh do Can you talk a little bit about what you do
1: and... Sure. So I do I started out doing um what I just call my littles or dot work. Um that's not what I did in college by any means, but um I I discovered Stippling and dot work and that that kind of was my thing. I'm now branching off a little bit because I've done that for for gosh like four years and I just need to do something different. But also with kids it's hard. You can't work big, you know, it's just impossible to work big. So I've been doing these like uh, multimedia assemblage pieces just to do something completely different. Um, so those are my two mediums right now is uh pen and ink and then just whatever i can find to glue on a piece of board so. Do you
0: talk a little bit about what inspired you to obviously you were influenced by having to go smaller right because of your household but what what was it that about the point uh pointillism yes that, pointillism. that really kind of made you think oh this would be a good way to go rather than just doing lines
1: right so in college i did a um An art piece, a stippling piece. Um, It is so weird. It's a weird piece. It was Dita Vontese's head Uh on Betty Boop's body. Wow. And it says burlesque in the background. And I always liked high contrast, the blacks, the high, you know, the high contrast of black and white only. Even in college, I did a lot of charcoal with, you know, chalk, just the black and whites. So that was something I really liked. And I had gone to a show, it was in 2018. Um, it was a staff show. Uh, the art museum did a staff show, and I, I had only been there, gosh, like four years by then. So I still didn't know like all the kind of artwork the staff did. So we did a staff show, and one of the, um, w- one of the staff that's still currently there actually influenced me by one of her pieces. Who was that? Uh, Bailey. Oh, Bailey Upton. Yeah, Bailey Upton. Oh wow. Uh, Pamela Bailey Upton as the artist. Um, but she had a really tiny piece there was a ink drawing it looked like it was just done in like you know ink that you write with a pen and it was a landscape in a circle and it was probably only two inches in diameter and it was a framed in a square frame very tiny piece and I wish I would have bought it <laughs> but I didn't get it but that piece really is the one that said why am I working so big when I don't have time to work big with kids and I can do this why can't I work this small? So her piece, and I tell her this all the time, she is the reason why I started working small and continue to work small. But I started doing, instead of she did a circle, I did, I started doing square uh, two, it was like two and a half by two and a half inches square. And and the, the pin, just because it was an easy medium, it didn't require a lot of Like, mess, like you know, you paint, you get out your brushes, you gotta have water, you gotta, you know, all these extra things you need. Or an easel, or whatever. And the pen, I knew I'd worked with Microns in college, so I thought, I can do that. And I bought a pencil case. And my artwork's so small, the little canvas just went in the pencil case with the pens. I closed it and I put it on a shelf. And it could happen in seconds if my daughters ran in and bumped the tables and it's gone. It's on the shelf. And I don't have to worry about it. And that's where that came from. Is just the need to create without all the mess.
0: Right. I think a lot of people could relate to that.
1: Yeah. it It was perfect. And I can take it. I could take it to work with me and work on it at lunch. And then take it home. Like it fits in my purse.
0: Oh, that's convenient. Yeah. It's a
1: perfect little like pencil case box and my canvas goes in there, pens, I'm gone. <laughs> it was great.
0: You've you've shown at the Coop before. I've seen your stuff at the Coop before. Yes. Um
1: gosh, I don't know, probably like 5 or 6 times. 5 or 6 times. times. Yeah. yeah. You you've shown I've a had lot. I've had there. one solo show.
0: You've had one solo show one. at the Coop. When mm-hmm. was this? That was
1: in 2019. 2019. I had 36 little's in that space. Holy moly. Yes. What and I it? sold around twenty six. Did of them. you really? I did. That's a that's. That was a huge boost for me. Yeah, I bet. It made me feel I was like hey, I am an artist. <laughs> i is wonder great. If, I wonder
0: if going a lot smaller would boost my confidence because I would sell a lot more easily the smaller ones. And than the that big ones. you
1: know, if you think about going smaller, um, travel is easier. Yeah. Shipping is easier. Yeah. Your price points are lower. Yeah. Peop- it's more. Um. Ex- um reasonable sure. and grasp for people space is not an an issue in homes oh gosh i mean i'm telling you you the smallest
0: where you go for art
1: i'm just saying i mean it's not for everybody but it works for me and uh yeah
0: you have to frame every one of them or yeah. you do
1: and i work i work maybe a little bit backwards because i find the frame first and then i make my canvas oh so i find the frame oh well, that makes sense and and then I cut my canvas or cut my, you know, board to it and then work from oh, that, that. That makes total sense. And then it's done. Like, when I'm finished, it's in the frame. It's ready.
0: And do you, do you find your frames, like, at Hobby Lobby or do you go, like, thrifting and find interesting frames there?
1: So I used to go to Hobby Lobby. And I and then the frame that they had, they would carry it. They had it for years. They, it got discontinued or whatever. Right. So I had to get inventive. So now I go to, like, Goodwill mm-hmm. and I find frames and I was a framer in Dallas for a short bit, oh, so wow. I, I have some of that background. And I just revamped these frames and. No kidding. So I go home with stacks of frames from Goodwill, you know, that were all like ninety-nine cents, and give them new life. And fill them up.
0: That's wild. <laughs> That's so cool. Where uh, else? Where are, where also are you uh, currently showing? Do you have any other places? Yes.
1: To uh, well, this week is the Artist for Artist show. That's right on Thursday. Uh-huh. I have. Two of my assemblage pieces are in that show. Oh, that'll be yeah. interesting to see. Yeah, they're different and weird and, and awesome.
0: It's going to be a really good show. Yes. Yeah. It Did is. you used to be in the Stribbling too? Did you ever see yes. the Yes.
1: I was in the Stribbling, I think, three times. The last year um, that the Stribbling was here, I had two pieces in that. They both sold. They were dot work, they were fish and like a fish tank. And they were really fun. It was like fishes for wishes and wishes for fishes. That was the <laughs> title. That's great. So one of them was someone feeding, a like goldfish, and so it was fishes for wishes, and then the wishes for fishes were fish kind of just floating around like hungry.
0: Was that inspired by Dr. Seuss? Um, it sounds like a Dr. It Seuss. It does kind
1: of does, but I think sometimes my kids influence me with things they say or they like, or I don't know. It comes from everywhere. I have just finished a dot piece of a frog on a piano uh, on the keyboards of a piano, and that was influenced by a, by a show I'm watching right now. And I just finished that piece last night.
0: Which show is that?
1: The Last of Us.
0: Oh, I haven't even started it. Oh,
1: it's so good. Anyway, so that piece was inspired by that show. By it that was show. it was just a a quick spot on uh like a caption of them walking through this oh. like mossy area, and there's this. Frog on the piano, I'm like, oh my God, that's amazing. Wow. So someone else had the idea, but I can recreate it in my way, you right, know? Right, And so that one's just that's finished. That's cool. That's yeah. interesting.
0: I like to hear inspiration coming from like non traditional sort of things. Everywhere. Know? I mean, right.
1: you know, as artists, anything you'd look at yes. is potentially art. Agreed. Agreed. So it, whatever sparks the imagination. Agreed. Now the pieces in the Artist for Artist show, the assemblage pieces, they're bizarre. Like one of them is called uh, The Gathering Wizard. And he, I have stories that go with these. I call them my storybook series. So The Gathering Wizard, he is, he's got uh, um, eggs over easy on his head. And he's got a spider web on his belly and he gathers things from all the different universes and planets he travels to. And so, I know that that sounds so bizarre. It sounds cool. But the piece that I have in there, he's obviously been to Earth and there's things collected in his spider web. um, Like a Coke can and um, like a fishing pole. And um, there's all kinds of little things in there. Jewels. and So that's one piece. How big is that? That one is 14 by 20, I believe. Huge. Well, inches. For I you, mean, right? It's pretty big for me. Yeah, really. I mean, gosh, if I had to dot that, I can't imagine. But um, the other piece is Frank and Friends. It's called Frank and Friends, and it's Frankenstein and he's trying and, and there's a rabbit and they're like both trying to figure out how to become friends. And and there's keys hanging off of it and it's it's kind of one of those, um I I can't ever remember the word until I talk about like the it. a fidget art. Mm-hmm. It, th- those pe- That piece with the keys is kind of a fidget art piece and unfortunately at the show you're not going to be able to do what I'd like people to do which is mess with the keys. Uh, so it's kind of a sound thing you know. I like. I've always loved the sound of keys being thrown in the air. Really? If you've never done it you should try it. It <laughs> makes this great chiming sound and so I wanted to recreate that. Wow. So it's kind of like a wind chime but it's I call it a key chime and it's for your home it's like when you're walking by it you're and supposed you just to kind of you're supposed to run it. in your hands over yeah. it and then it makes this kind of little clanging that's tinging sound and that's what i love about it so i make these key chimes too that's another thing wow. i do but this one's a piece like it's a key chime wall piece so
0: well i can't wait to see that that's gonna be cool it's called
1: frank and friends
0: <laughs> so any other places besides
1: that um no i've really wanted to branch out and maybe reach some other galleries but i haven't i haven't had a chance to do any of that i've had i've had um artist friends try to get me to and um and i just haven't haven't done it one day maybe maybe maybe
0: when maybe in two years whenever your little one turns four
1: yes maybe
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, you're coasting with their all the kids
1: you know, I was doing pretty good in 2019. I was coasting uh, and and then 2020 hit and a lot of the shows I had planned to do to continue mm-hmm. to grow kind of just stopped because I was going to do a show in Ballinger uh, with the art group there and just to reach back to my roots mm-hmm. and expose myself to s- some locals that didn't know yeah. things I did. And then that had to stop. But maybe one day. Yeah. I'd get there.
0: So... um what are some things that you have coming up, uh, anything with your work, anything with your art, uh, anything that you have coming up that you're like...
1: I did apply to the library. They're doing... They have a little...
0: They do. They Yeah, have I applied a for that, Exhibition like a case. sort of thing. Yeah. So
1: I applied uh, for that, and I'd like to apply to more of the Artist Alliance, um, the digital shows. I'd like oh, to yeah. Do, yeah, as those come. Yeah,
0: we're really trying to get those things ramped up. Uh, Yeah,
1: as those come I'd like to apply. So I didn't apply to this recent one because the only pieces I have are my multimedia. Right. And they don't come across very well, I feel, digitally.
0: They and this one was very last last minute sort of thing. I didn't have a whole lot of time when they said they needed something Mm -hmm. right away. So I was like rushing. Like I was like, I gotta get this done quick, like I gotta write the guidelines, I gotta write everything. Sure. You know, because the <laughs> artists are not going to have much time to submit. But the next quarter, I it's going to be plenty of time. So
1: well, I I did get a lot of uh, my artist friends to submit. So uh, oh, I was, good. Yeah. thank you for that. Yeah, I, I can't wait to see it.
0: Yeah, it'll be up uh, March first. Uh, Alex just finished the judging for the winner. I bet everything. that was fun. Yeah. But are so hard. It was so hard. Yeah. There's a lot of good artists in there. I saw the entries that came through and they were all fabulous and it was very difficult and I can only imagine. Uh, But he's a busy guy already. He's already judging other shows too at the same time. He's going to be very busy for a while. Um, Yeah. And we're trying to do some other stuff. Uh, We were going to do the art fair, but remember we talked about that? Yeah. And... I had a meeting with all the Art Alliance at the meetup and all the artists there, and I think we agreed that it was probably for this year too lofty because there's too much that the artists have to get under their um, under their belt in mm, terms of experience and, you know, plus they've got to invest in at least one wall, display wall, mm-hmm. and most of them don't have it. so. It's. It's. I think maybe twenty twenty four might be a better goal for that. So this
1: way, it's already on their radar. It's
0: already on the radar. We've talked about it. We can even do training that will lead them in that direction to figure out how to do those types of events you and know, build an inventory. We can build an inventory. We can do smaller, you know, versions mm-hmm. that might tiptoe them into that, and then uh, so we're probably gonna maybe do a studio tour instead. Like oh, a, that's
1: a good idea. Kind of
0: like a Austin yeah studio tour but we'll do it the san Angeles studio tour and it'll be oh that's a good idea it'll be like something that we did something like that a couple of years ago it was called the art crawl and um it worked really well uh we had a great turnout all the galleries participated it was it was kind of a hit um and then it kind of fell apart just because it wasn't managed very well. I was okay. part of that, and it was just so difficult to manage it. Um, so this time around, I already kind of have a better idea. of Like, okay, let's not do it this way again. Let's do it a different way. And um, so I think we're probably going to do a studio tour towards the end of the year.
1: Oh, well, I look forward maybe to like, hearing more about that, yeah.
0: Yeah, I think I think it would be ideal to do it sometime maybe like... In November, like some, yeah, sometime I f- maybe before I feel Thanksgiving. Like, yeah, I
1: feel like November is a good month to People, do that.
0: Right, catch maybe right before Black Friday, the holidays Small Business Saturday. And, yeah. Like, don't compete with that. Let's do it a couple weekends before.
1: And kind of a, it, it is a right. support your local artists. Right, right. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. Like that idea. So
0: I think that's probably, and it's going to be a lot easier to to do that. Mm-hmm. From, you know, from a logistics point of view to do the planning and the marketing and all that I, stuff.
1: I love how much more art and events, art-related events are happening in San Angelo. Yeah. All of, all of a sudden. Yeah. It's like being kicked up a, mo- a notch. So that's great. That's that's well, a we great got new addition. Blood, we
0: got new blood, so that's really helpful. Yeah. Like, it helps move ideas forward. It, it helps um, invigorate energy, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's just one of those things that I think has to happen. And it happens in cycles. And we're just kind of going through it right now. And we've yeah. got a lot of leverage, you know, working at the museum and you see probably a lot of stuff more than most people do, but there's a lot of leverage there and there's a lot of movement and interest happening from different
1: yeah definitely
0: points, you know, from from the city's point of view, from economic development point of view. Mm-hmm. From outside, I know outsiders you know calling and asking questions, I'm sure you get a lot of that as well.
1: yes, um, so many artists when they finally get a chance to come to San Angelo and visit, they're just blown away. They're like, this is such a great small town, even though for us it's not very small, but I guess on a scale of say Dallas or Houston or whatever it is small, but we had those two artists come from San Antonio that were right. in the coupe and Verde, and they both loved it here loved it
0: i just met mark epstein too oh yes came to do the the pottery class yeah and he came to the meetup artist meetup and he was i'm glad to hear that he well alex brought him oh good and alex was there too and so was justin oaks yeah the, i saw your picture yeah i was like oh this is interesting i didn't expect him to be there Um, uh, but it was a good sign it was a good sign and um i think mark was really kind of taken back because we had 30 artists there yeah so saw he was it's like, great talking to everybody there and so yeah i'm glad they're getting a good impression
1: Mm -hmm. they Uh, are
0: what were the other artists impression the other two i didn't get to meet them
1: so toro martinez and andy Villarreal were both from san antonio and uh toro just thought it was great he was asking more questions like why is San angelo not doing this and this and this and i said well we're just we're still trying building and And he goes, why is, you know, this needs to be more of a thing. Like his energy was really great. And then Andy, Andy was such a cool laid back guy and he just was taking it all in. Uh, He got to go down to the river, you know, he's from San Antonio. So the river walk is completely different than what we have, but they really enjoyed just walking down to the river and the, the, it's not so hustle and bustle like San Antonio, just the calmness of it. And, Mm -hmm. you know. Everything about San Angelo he loved. And it's so funny. When people come and artists come, they're so taken back that they are they almost question whether they should be moving. You know, oh, maybe we need to move here. So, I guess it was late last year we had an artist. His name is Hank Waddell. He was a woodworker. Mm. He had some huge wood pieces in Gallery Verde. And he was from Austin. And he was talking about how, oh my gosh, this place is amazing. Because... He's been in Austin for, gosh, decades, I feel like. And he's like, it's becoming too much. It's too much to be in Austin. And he's like, this is a great place. Maybe I should move here.
0: I can see artists uh, from that sort of stage that are in big metro areas that would be attracted to a small, Mm -hmm. smaller community that's growing. And to want to be a part of that momentum, like uh, Debbie Carroll. Yeah. And she came from Austin. I remember when she came here and I sat down with her and I talked to her and I just got her impressions. And she just loved the quietness, the access, Mm -hmm. um, the cost (laughs) of living, which was really attractive to, I think, a lot of the artists uh, from that area. Because they're so used to having to hit certain levels with their income
1: true I see that
0: they have to in order to survive up there they have to have higher prices they have to work harder they have to have a job on the side they've got to hit all these certain benchmarks to make it over there right here they don't have to work so hard
1: and they can enjoy it enjoy it more yeah
0: so I could see that there's a lot
1: of benefits to San Angelo
0: oh boy well you know Alex having the connections that he does Mm -hmm. and bringing artists that he probably knows and they know him
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh,
0: You know, will probably be a big reason why some artists end up moving here, I think, in the next probably five years. that's
1: what I'm seeing is anybody that gets a chance to come and teach like Mark or Mm -hmm. even just visit, they're blown away. Yeah. And, I mean, look where they come. First of all, if they get to the art museum or they're having a show on Oak Street, look at that view alone. Right. And that says, hey, what am am I, why am I where I am? Uh, when you could be here, right? So maybe that's a good thing. That huh? is,
0: I think that is a great thing. That's a good thing to look forward to. Keep growing. Well, um, I don't want to take any more of your time. Thank you so much for uh, for coming to uh, my, uh, uh, home, recording my recording home. studio. recording uh, studio, slash cat sanctuary slash uh, work <laughs> studio as well. Um, and um, yeah, I, I was really excited to just get you on and and people need to know who you are and, and get to know you. I mean, you have such an important role
1: well, there thank you. at the museum.
0: Like I was I was reading up on it and I was like, that is that is one of the m- most unique roles in the city. <laughs> to have. I
1: don't, honestly, I have so many job titles at the museum <laughs> and I I have, I'm not trying to like, you know, toot my horn, but I know a lot of different things and I want to share that. I would love to show you how to frame your work yourself or pick out a frame and work frame first you know and or just hang a show like i'm always about let me show you what you can do and how you can do it yourself even like the coop gallery mm-hmm. i i pop in i'm like do you want any help you know i'll might offer a gentle suggestion but i'm gonna let you figure it out a little bit wow. yourself but i i would love to teach you know more on that on that level on that level yeah yeah
0: well good well we'll definitely try to make that happen if that's possible um I'll end the podcast there well thank you thank you yeah